0: Delicious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on keto, so I'm like fiending for some carbs. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, welcome to the Hi. Teensy Leader podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Luke Westberg.
0: Hi, I am Luke Westberg. Nice to be here. <laughs> I'm a Teensy Leader myself. <laughs> <laughs> Five foot seven. I know somebody who would like to murder me, probably. <laughs>
1: That's uh, out of context. <laughs> I do a, a web series called Serial Confessions, and the main character likes to kill women that are 5'7 bankers. Yeah. Are you a banker?
0: I am not. I work in insurance, if that's close enough, in the financial services. It, 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 might, so, it might be. And I'm good enough. I'm yeah. like 5'7 and a half also.
1: But he also likes killing women. Do you think – Do you, how would you appeal oh, to Oh, I can –
0: I can des- definitely dress and drag. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get... I, I need it for comedy right now, but mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I'm done recording my special in August, yeah, I can shave it off and then go it, full drag. It's for
1: comedy? Yeah, that's, that was literally
0: <laughs> the reason why I grew this thing last yeah. year because I was sick with COVID and then I didn't shave. I'm like... Screw I'm just going to, like, go for it. I grew a goatee first, and then uh, I'm like, yeah, it, it adds some interest. It's, like, something to talk about and kind of break the ice. Do,
1: um, do you have jokes about your
2: mustache?
0: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Couple, okay. A couple jokes. Uh, Like, one of them, for example, it's kind of like I have this whole thing about, like, how I uh, – I adopted a, uh, a shelter pet, a rescue. And then I'm like, oh, I adopted my very own pet mustache from the mustache shelter. Like, And then I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to they euthanize this sweet boy. <laughs> but I said, no, no, sir. You neuter him and you slap that stash on my face. He's going to be my emotional support mustache. Neuter
1: him first. Yeah,
0: called Pistachio. <laughs>
1: yeah. Pistachio is the name?
0: Yeah, his name's Pistachio. I'm glad you have a name. I've yeah. never named my mustache. You really should. Let's name him right now. Uh, is this included? Uh, the Yeah, I think it is.
1: I have thing. I have this for Serial Confessions. This is literally okay. the reason I have it. I'm, yeah. He looks like a Damien to me. A Damien. And Paco. <laughs> Damien and Paco. Uh, <laughs> I'm into it. I thought well. it was going to have to be a nut of some sort, like pistachio.
0: Yeah, because there's stash in there, but I don't know. Oh, that was the reason. Yeah. yeah. yeah pistachio. There's,
1: is there anything else with stash even? I don't in know. That... Mustachio, M- pistachio.
0: Mustat- Isn't there a type of coffee with stash in there? Probably.
1: Okay. But I'm not sure. <laughs> there's all sorts of coffees that like you hear about. That There's one with like ice cream in it and stuff. I'm not sure what that's called, but. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Do you hate like drinking like a frothy coffee and then you just get like that whole
2: all on, the bubbles. on the mustache? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's super I, uh, annoying.
1: Yeah, I I don't like it when random stuff gets in it. Definitely no, no. it's not. I mean the savor flavor the the soup savor, <laughs> it's not the greatest. And then having to like wipe it off every time you just feel like <sighs> disgusting. And then the upkeep, you gotta trim it and shit. Mm-hmm. It's a whole it's a whole ordeal. Yeah. Us yeah. guys have it hard, ladies. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> such, such a hard world. Yeah, the problems of For a man, man could <laughs> never be known by a woman. It's really, you know,
0: you <laughs> don't have to deal with all his hair. Uh,
1: that's, anyway. a that's a joke. It's a um, joke. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so Luke, tell us tell us about yourself. Could you actually tell me about your background? You're you're from Illinois, is that right? Yes. Yeah. And not
0: not Chicago. Not Chicago. I, yeah, I, I grew up. Uh, it was about. It's a small town, Quincy, Illinois. It's about uh, two and a half hours from St. Louis, five hours from Chicago. It's right on the Mississippi River. Um, It's a town of about 40,000. And uh, yeah, I just grew up in the neighborhoods and uh, right by a cornfield and stuff. (laughs) Cornfields to my east and cornfields like in my backyard, basically. No mountains. Uh, no mountains. We had some hills to go sledding on, but uh, oh, yeah. nice, yeah. It's it's not as flat as a lot of the Midwest. Uh, our town is pretty hilly, mm-hmm. but it's uh, have you heard of Hannibal, Missouri? No, okay. Most people say no, but that's mm-hmm. where Mark Twain uh set his books in, like Tom uh-huh. Sawyer and stuff. Okay. That takes mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Hannibal, and uh, we talk about movies on this podcast, a yeah, lot. yeah, yeah, uh. Yeah, there was a, a Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie. That is correct. Yeah, with Tom <laughs> like, Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of that, but oh yeah, was that Tom and Huck? Yeah, I probably think that was the name of it. was It was, it was name, called Tom and Huck. It's been
1: a while since I've seen it. I just remember the the, the painting the fence scene, okay. where he's just, where he's painting the fence and like kids come by. And he's like, "Oh man, this is so fun. You should." Yeah, I bet you wish you were doing this. And they're just like, what? That? No, it's not funny. And he's like, no, it's oh, real funny. It gets, and he like, yeah. manipulates them into all painting <laughs> the fence because he says it's so fun.
0: Yeah. And then I think they do like a blood pact or something. Yeah. And yeah, they, uh, I'm pretty sure Becky was in the movie, but it's been a long, I think it came out in 98 or something, but it's been a while. I don't think they had certain characters in there. I don't know if you know who I'm referring to. Uh,
1: like, wasn't there like a N-word prominent black G- character? Yeah, his name was. Yeah, N-word and, Jim. And, oh and, my god, yeah. that was his actual name. Yes. Right. Okay. So then they didn't. They I'm not going to say part. the characters. Yeah, not- <laughs> you don't. Have- <laughs> yeah, you not This was don't as close to.
0: as I feel somewhat comfortable saying. Yeah, for sure. No, that's why it's I mean, been banned in a lot of places. Wow. So, yeah, I mean,
1: were- um, that's. You know that's one of the things uh, with with movies. I talk about all the time. I I always bring up the uh, the Django Unchained story, where um, Samuel uh, no, it was Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. He yeah. Says, yeah, he yeah. he felt weird about saying the N word, even though that's like oh, okay. that's the job he took. You know, it's like he felt weird about it, but he felt weird like when he was on set. You know, it wasn't like before he took it or any of those types of things. He was on set and he was like complaining to. Uh, Jamie Foxx, and, like, Samuel Jackson comes up, and he's like, this is just another Tuesday for me. Like, do your fucking job. Like, you're already here. You're already doing this. Sell it. Yeah, you know? like... Um, but that's also a Quentin Tarantino movie and not like a Disney movie. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I I don't know. That no, probably go in the Disney vault. Really <laughs> needed to sell that he was a
0: piece of crap slave owner and like yeah. that's what he and, would say. And so that's that's
2: yeah that's, that's the your time job as an and actor and That's like. your
1: job as an actor. Yeah, and you don't choose. I mean, you choose to take the role, mm-hmm. but um, it's you if you get the whole script, you can choose if you want to be in the script. Yeah, or not.
0: and like I don't know how Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, about that, Tropic uh, Thunder. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I've heard him talk about it. Um, and he's definitely said that there was some backlash from some mm-hmm. people that it's, it's, uh, it's more a 3D issue than anything because there are some black people who liked it and some who didn't. Oh, okay. you know, it's like a spectrum of people. Yeah. There's not just you know this unanimous like oh my god he did blackface this should be banned. There are people who are black who are like. I like that. And then there are people Mm -hmm. who are black who are like, this is the worst thing ever. And it's, you know, it's just, it's too complex, you know? Um, But I think, honestly, that that movie also got flack for Simple Jack. That's the other part. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah,
0: you couldn't make that movie today. Like, even though it was just 2008, like, our culture has changed so much Mm -hmm. since then. Very much.
1: Yeah. But people still put that on. And mm -hmm. they say that about movies, so many movies. I mean, like uh, the same for Blazing Saddles, right? Mm-hmm. There was this um, <clears throat> kind of trend going on on Broadway where they made uh, the producers into a musical and they made Young Frankenstein into a musical. So they were like- Mel the, Bur- Brooks. <laughs> yeah, and they were joking about Blazing Saddles would be a great musical. But it's like, how, how could you remake that today? How could you? You would have to, yeah. because you can't.
0: I, I tried watching that a couple months ago and I'm like- yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't find it that funny. There were something... It's not as
1: funny as Spaceballs. Yeah, oh my god. It's not as funny as like, I can name at least three Mel Brooks movies that I like more than that. Like Spaceballs, um, History of the World Part 1, which like, that one kind of goes up and down for me. Some some scenes I watch in it, I'm like, ooh, this is fucking hilarious. Wasn't there
0: a Part 2 recently? They just remade flight? Part 2. I, okay. didn't, I, yet, I
1: haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they sh- – I should. I think they should have made a Spaceballs 2, not a History of the <laughs> World Part 2. I would have been more into that.
0: Yeah, we, we need more Rick Moranis, honestly.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what happened to him, right?
0: He had, like, kids or his he, wife died or that's, – Yeah, that's it. Okay. Both those things. Yeah. yeah.
1: Both of those things. And yeah, like, like it's, done. it's crazy for somebody to just quit Hollywood and just be like – I mean, he can live off residuals from his stuff probably yeah. forever. You know, he doesn't have to do anything – You get to a certain point. And I don't know if
0: like Jim Carrey is actually
1: done because he 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 like – picks and chooses. Yeah, he
0: was like – he's like, I've done enough. I am enough. I've seen – He likes –
1: Every once in a while he just – I think he's at the point of his life where he can choose any project he wants. He's like, I've done Sonic 2. That was really the (laughs) pinnacle of my career. I'm choosing to step away. (laughs) Yeah. Those were
0: actually like really fun movies. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen
1: them. Yeah, I saw the first Sonic. I didn't I see was, the second one. Yeah,
0: I was not really expecting much, but yeah, the second one.
1: I think it was Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey and like yeah, they're his not kids,
0: like right? Good movies that should win Oscars, but if you're mm-hmm. just looking for fun tom, watch Sonic 2. Yeah, give, give Sonic a, the Hedgehog
1: 2. Give me like top 5 movies.
0: <laughs> top 5 movies ever. Okay. Um, yeah, so Number one, I would probably say Braveheart. Uh, even though, like, I know it's not historically accurate, but I, I just, I love that movie and Freedom. I've been to Scotland and stuff. And I was supposed to go uh, to see like William Wallace's sword, um, but like there was like a big snowstorm when I was there in like February of 2006, so the train wasn't running there, so I didn't get to. See, like his sword and armor and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, William Wallace Freedom, awesome. Uh, <laughs> second, probably The Matrix. Um, mm. yeah, number one, yeah, the no- number one. Not the I-, I like the sequels and even number four that recently came out, it's kind of a me and my friend went uh, to the theater. Shout out to Michael Graham, Ted Panda Comedy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hi Michael. We'll talk about that later, probably. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we went to the theater. It was a very different kind of movie. So it was enjoyable, but not in the same way the first movies were. Mm. Um, if you're expecting anything like the first movies, you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. It was a lot funnier than the other movies. I'm not sure the humor is why people want to see a Matrix movie. So it was kind of, yeah, disappointing like in that. But yeah. It, it probably shouldn't have happened, but it was still somewhat enjoyable
1: nonetheless. They're, they're on that uh, superhero trip. Yeah, and
0: I, uh, I love Keanu Reeves. Like, what can I say? It's one of my... Top two favorite straight white male actors. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the second one? <laughs> Is it Jake? Uh, I think Cillian Murphy. Maybe. Cillian Murphy. I don't know. <laughs> I just get lost in his eyes, man. There's something about his. He has a very piercing gaze. Cillian. Yeah, Andy's in like all these Christopher Nolan movies. He does quality Killian? stuff. Yeah, I said Cillian.
1: Murphy. I thought you were joking, so I was just no. going with it. No, <laughs> was, it was Cillian. Yeah, it was it's Cillian Murphy. Murphy.
0: I. You know how I. I never knew which one it was, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you've. I think it's the Calm app or something, mm-hmm. but I subscribed for a year to the Calm app. And Killian Murphy, with a C mm-hmm. for some reason, uh, he does like a bedtime story. Mm-hmm. He's like, This is Killian Murphy. You're on a train. And you're. He <laughs> <and it's, laughs> just tells like this story mm-hmm. of like the history of Scotland. And I think it's set with like. You see the rolling hills in the countryside of Fall
1: Scotland. to that every night. <laughs>
2: no. I
1: just listened to it yeah. ten times. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Only ten times. Only enough yeah. to recite it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a Killian Murphy impression?
0: That I think that was, that was about, about it. my best. Yeah. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy.
1: I don't know. Is he English or is he Scottish?
0: I think he's Scottish. Yeah. Don't quote me, but I I think so. They're all around the same. Yeah. They're all... They're all the same. (laughs) Somebody's going to get super offended. Uh, They're going to get a comment. They're
1: all the same. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have Joe Atac on here once, so I'll I'll link him to this episode specifically so he can get a kick out of it. (laughs) They're not all the same. Yeah, Northern Ireland... I wonder how... United he, Kingdom, wonder, uh, all the same, Wales. I, I wish he was here right now because, like, all of this goes right over my yeah, head. Just, but Deep has probably hard opinions yeah. being from the, the region.
0: Some of them say think and some of them say think. Thank, what think. What do you think? What do you think? All the
1: the Cockney, all the, yeah. like, West Londoner type people, I think. Something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we've got Braveheart okay. and The Matrix.
0: Braveheart, Matrix. <sighs> Next one that's coming to mind is... Uh, and just Fight Club, which mm-hmm. I'd put off seeing for the longest time because I was like, oh, this is some dumb movie probably like... Uh, I was thinking it was going to be this brainless movie like Fast and Furious or something, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. no, it was actually kind of uh, psychological and maybe cerebral or, and it had broken. things to say about society in the late 90s. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you uh do you like Chuck Palahniuk? Uh
0: that's really all I know him from. I haven't read the book, which yeah. maybe I should. I think it's he, a little you bit sh- different.
1: you should just check out his books in general. Um, cuz he's a pretty he's a pretty good author, but all his stuff's pretty twisted. Hmm. Like Fight Club is just it it is what it is. Um, you know, it it definitely has that cerebralness that you're talking about, but all of his other stuff like there's some effed up books that he has for sure. There's like, you just look them up. I I, okay. I don't want to say too many of them, but uh, just just look up, just look up Chuck Palahniuk, good writer.
3: Okay, will um,
1: do. Yeah. So Fight Club.
3: Um,
0: next one, like, really, what's coming to mind? We talked about Tropic Thunder. That's got to be one of my favorite comedies.
1: I agree. Um, I honestly, Ben Stiller is so good so good and he wrote and directed and he starred in that yeah he did all that you know um like the when i was talking about robert Downey jr talking about the role he had talked about how he compared ben stiller to charlie chaplin Hmm. um in the sense that he did it all like he was the mastermind behind all of the comedy he did the whole scene he directed what what have you um, and I think that's really impressive, especially when you look at his career and the things that he's made. Yeah.
0: Now, did he get his start, like kind of a foot in the door from his dad, Jerry Stiller? Yeah, like, but I mean, at the same but time, but he's like, like if you are eclipse, both of if them. you
1: look at his career, like he was doing, uh, I believe he did like sketch comedy, like way back in the day. Hmm. Like he had a sketch comedy show for like a couple seasons and like, he's always just been writing directing or acting whatever he's been part of that process um so yeah i i i don't know by the probably dodgeball era was when he was like at his height Mm -hmm. you know and so tropic thunder is like the probably the pinnacle because after that i think the secret life of walter Mitty for me wasn't as much as any of the others like tropic thunder is it's so controversial it's so funny it's it's such a good movie, too. Like, I remember seeing it in theaters and thinking all those uh, trailers were real. Huh. You know, the first like trailer. Oh, or two. really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Like when I like the first two, because they kept the lights booty up. Booty sweat. And then... Yeah. Booty sweat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and bust a nut. Yeah. <laughs> the fridge open for like his scorcher. Yeah. Film. <laughs> yeah. This time it's cold. This time. and he has the two babies and shit. Has, yeah, oh. Scorcher Seven, Tropic Thunder. What's your uh, fi- number five? Okay.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking of Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's one of my girlfriend's favorite movies, and she mm-hmm. bought the DVD yeah. for. But if you watch this, I sorry, I'd, I just couldn't get into it. I wanted to like it because, yeah. like, I I love the idea of like oh like really quitting your job and going out. And seeing Mm -hmm. the world, and or maybe like his ex broke up with him. Yeah, it's Uh, been a while since I've seen it. Your ex can't break up. I have it at my
1: house, um, and I've been thinking of rewatching it. But it just annoyed me because
0: uh, what's his face, Uh, comedian guy who's in King of Queens? Ooh, really? Um, I'm drawing uh, a blank. Paul
1: Blart? Is that Kevin? No, uh, it wasn't him. It's uh,
0: uh, sidekick. Oh, I'll think of it later. Yeah. Anyway, he played this guy uh, that was part of, uh, for com or something, and then he kept, like, calling and checking in on Walter and was like, oh, how do you want to update your profile and stuff? And then, like, he's like, well, I'm in the middle of, like, the mountains and Nepal and stuff. and But, like... You can't get cell service like wherever you are in the world, <laughs> I'm sorry. Especially it just bothered me and what like what year was that made too? I would say twenty ten.
1: Even worse cell service. Yeah.
0: And it's like wherever he was in the world, like he could like pick up this phone and talk to. Yeah, you he don't just have like phone. a you have Verizon Global or something. Mm-hmm.
1: He's Ben Stiller. He can afford it.
0: Yeah, and I don't know like why this guy from Match.com was like really checking <laughs> in on this dude the whole time. Like, is that I, a need, Project?
1: I need you to be with someone.
0: Yeah, and he's like, oh, your, your profile's getting a lot of uh, traction and stuff because we're adding all these interesting details about your life. But like, people lie on there all the time. So, True. Yeah. Anyway, I just found it
1: really annoying. Can you imagine that? So... <sighs> You know, reanalyzing this, it's almost as if like they took the plot of Hitch and they were like, but what if we like had a couple degrees of separation and made it so it was like (laughs) this guy just like really wanted him with someone else, but was like a coach for him only on online. It sounds weird to me. Why wasn't he telling him like, oh, you're you're in Nepal. Are there uh, any like really luxurious looking cars? Maybe you should take a picture with one and send it to me for your profile.
0: Yeah, like, I don't think he was taking pictures to prove it was real. He was just, like, putting that out
1: there. <laughs> if, if I was a coach for someone on Match.com, I think, I think I'd be sleazy. I'm not going to lie. I think okay. I would lie for them. I think I would, like, have, like, a Lamborghini car as a set, and I would be like, come take a picture with this car. Yeah, exactly. I'd like here's a suit. It's a it's a velcro suit. Put it on. Do some catfishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just make them think you're somebody. Okay,
0: yeah. Patton Oswalt is who is thinking mm-hmm. of Match. Com dude. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: That's who it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's the sidekick. Ke- okay, and then in yeah. Hitch, mm-hmm. we got Kevin. Uh, Kevin or, Smith. Is that his name? No, that's not his name. That's the director. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the director. It's a uh, Kevin. Paul Blart. Yeah, it's Kevin, Kevin Blart. Kevin Blart <laughs> We'll just Paul. run with that. Kevin the Blart.
0: But, like, it's terrible. Whenever I try to think of somebody's name, I'm put on the spot. Like, I can't think of it. Like, two minutes after this podcast is over, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, Kevin, whatever. Adam Sandler's good buddy. And grown-ups, I can't, too. I can't
1: think of it. How so are we
0: not getting this? I don't know. We all, Everybody Do knows. You know?
1: Yeah, no, you looked it up. Who is it?
3: Kevin James. Kevin, Kevin James.
1: James, of course. I I thought I was gonna say Johnson. I would have never. That was nowhere on my brain. King James. Yeah. He should play King James in a comedy. That sounds like something that he would do. Why? Not? Why not? It sounds. Yeah. Didn't. Wasn't that a like '80s script somewhere where it's like somebody's. Is it coming to America? Is that an Eddie Murphy? It's Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I was he's thinking like related Duke of Earl. To Duke of Earl. Um, I don't think I've seen that one actually. Okay. My I have gaps in my education of movies, as we all, all do. Good. You can't Did see all, all of them, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, why th- why'd you move from oh, Illinois? Okay. That's uh that's a long
0: story. Oh. We'll get into it. Anyway, I was uh, so there I was, twenty nine years old, mm-hmm. having a uh, midlife crisis, maybe. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I, I'm from a small town of uh, forty thousand. I'm like, wow, if I don't like get out of here soon, I'm just gonna be stuck in town. Like, I, I could actually own a house there. I had mm-hmm. a nice house. I had a good job. Mm-hmm. I'd been working for six and a half years uh, at an office uh, doing marketing. I'm like, starting to freak out. So I I quit my job and then I. Moved overseas to uh, South Korea, and I taught English there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And while I was there, I I met a girl we dated for a few months, and then we kind of kept in touch, and then I went to, like... I'd already, like, signed up for Spain the next year, so mm-hmm. I taught in Spain, and we had still been keeping in touch, and she came and visited me there, and then... Um, yeah, and then I ended up just moving out here because...
1: This is where she was from. So, so, yeah. so your girlfriend who you're with now this yeah. is from South. She's from Reno. Yeah. She's but you from met Reno. her in South Korea. Correct.
0: I met her at a uh, stand up comedy open mic, and I went on and I did uh, pretty well. And it was at this Australian bar in the. uh, in, South, in Korea. South Korea yeah there's was, like that, <laughs> going on. owned by this like Australian dude who was in these punk rock bands mm-hmm. anyway we were like sitting at opposite ends uh, but then after I went up I kind of like sat sort of next to her on the same side and then she's she's Korean so like I didn't really even know if she spoke English um, I didn't know if she was like from Korea <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so like she had a water bottle like with UNR on it and like at some point she had kind of like turned her bottle label to face me and it said like Nevada on there mm-hmm. um and then yeah it was an open mic and she and her friends left before the mic was over and I was like shit 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 so I was like kind of being polite and I waited till uh like, the comedian who was up on stage went off the stage, and then I just kind of rushed out there, and uh, she and her friends were, like, still sort of outside uh, talking, and uh, so I said, uh, oh, hi, or whatever, I don't remember what I said, but she was like, oh, yeah, uh, Crystal really enjoyed your set. I'm like, oh, who's Crystal? She's like, I'm Crystal. Like, Oh, okay. She was like, <laughs> she used to like refer to herself in the third person a lot. Mm-hmm. She still does to a certain extent, but she has a nickname for herself now, so mm. it's maybe less weird. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What's the nickname? Bun Bun. Bun Bun. So she'll say, Yeah, I'm, Bun Bun really I'm ducky enjoyed your set. and she's Bun Bun. So. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. it's. Probably too cute. Um, <laughs> you you got to cut this. No. You got to cut this part.
1: No, it's fine. All right, Ducky. Yeah. Anyway,
0: <laughs> that's uh, that's the story of how I came to be in Reno. And I didn't really know there was stand-up comedy in Reno for like a year until I'd, I... It might have been onesie crawl it was like a star wars crawl or something Mm -hmm. and then we just happened upon uh reno tahoe comedy and Mm -hmm. i went downstairs i was like oh there's a local comedy club and Mm -hmm. uh the owner wayne he's like oh you you've done comedy before why don't you come and watch the show and then i um yeah did comedy there at the underground for a year and a half
1: who who's wayne
0: uh so he's wayne wright and uh he runs uh reno tahoe comedy Mm-hmm. And they had a club in the Pioneer Center. Yeah, I remember. It was the that. Pioneer Underground. Um, but since the since COVID hit, uh, I don't know what happened there. Maybe he lost the lease or something. But now they're doing stand up at a couple other places like the theater and maybe Napa, Sonoma, something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I
1: haven't uh, worked get, with him for a while. But uh, yeah. Can you give me your best Wayne impression? Uh, do you know him? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't know him at all.
0: I just Hey bro, how's it going? <laughs> that's
1: I don't know him. I
0: <laughs> that's pretty spot up, hey bro. How's it no. Going? He's like pound it. Good job tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's he always kinda squints and kinda sniffs like, like that. He's an <laughs> older dude. He's got yeah. some allergies. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's what he it is. He has an allergy to cocaine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know why he sniffs it all the time. <laughs> he, he just he he's trying to uh, do that thing where he what is it? It's the thing in Princess Bride where he, like takes all the poison. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. acclimates himself exactly. to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing. He's trying to make it so he can handle it.
3: Inconceivable.
1: Inconceivable. Um, so you've you've done comedy before. Reno, you were okay, doing comedy yeah, back so, in Illinois and, um, and also uh, South Korea. And did you do it in Spain too?
3: Um,
0: yeah. So n- let's start at the beginning. Uh, so in, I graduated high school in 2004. I'm mm-hmm. 37 years old right now. Mm-hmm. People often think I'm a little bit younger than that, but no, I'm not. Anyway, uh, so I was in this competition, Mr. QHS, and uh, – my brother was in it eight years prior, and for his talent, he uh, he did, like, gymnastics out on stage. So he was doing, like, flip-flops and flips and stuff like that, and he did that to the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, and uh, I also, my parents were both gymnasts, and I did gymnastics growing up. Wow. And there's an entire side story with that <laughs> that we'll get to later. Um <laughs> <laughs> wow. If we have time. yeah. But uh wow. Wow. <laughs> Got Owen Wilson. Wow. I'll be Luke Wilson. Wow. Which I really love Idiocracy.
1: So that's my fourth favorite movie. We'll just go with. Yeah, Idiocracy. Or was that 5? Cuz I thought Maybe that four. was 5. We'll just I think 4 was Tropic Thunder and then you were going We'll off go on with Idiocracy. Why Idiocracy not for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, uh back to uh
1: the story. The so I didn't want to
0: do the same thing, and uh, there's a sportswear part, so I wore like a, a unitard out on stage, and I flipped on the stage, and stuff like that. So I'm like, what can I do? And I've always loved giving presentations in, in classes and stuff and being funny with it. So I'm like, why don't I try stand-up comedy? So I uh, I did it, and the idea was that I was going to tell these really bad jokes that nobody was going to laugh at. Um, but then the problem was that they actually laughed at the jokes. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to, like, have a panic attack on stage and, like, <laughs> scream at the audience and, like, tell them that they suck and stuff like that um, and then take a hit of my inhaler after all of this. And, uh, yeah, it was just going to be... I didn't know it at the time, but it was maybe, like, kind of Andy Kaufman-esque. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, So I did that, and then I didn't touch it for, like, four more years. And then I saw, like, oh, there was an open mic at this comedy club in Springfield, Illinois, an hour and a half from where I live. And then I drove to that for a few months, and... uh, And I'm from a small town, and there really wasn't much opportunity. So I did, like, a show, like, maybe once a year or something. So up until 2014. And then 2015 was, like, in Korea was really the first time that I lived in a place with a comedy open mic. Um, I would have to, like, take the subway for, like, 20 minutes to get there. But... Mm -hmm. I performed like eight times a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really good.
1: And uh, do you know any Korean? 안녕하세요. <sighs> yeah. 감사합니다. You know a lot of Korean. Uh, what does that mean?
0: Water, please. Water, please. Uh. <laughs> but I, I tried, uh, I tried learning Korean. I took classes for a while and most of what I know is completely gone, but it's, uh a very difficult language because I compare it to language soup. It's just they don't have syllables there it's just like all is runny and flowy mm. kind of sing songy mm-hmm. so like uh even how you say English and Korean it's young day
3: young young all day
0: it sounds like young all day but young all, all, day. all, day. all, day. all, day. all day yeah, and young. <laughs> dang <laughs> anyway yeah
1: that's not that sounds pretty hard uh, but
0: like i have the i got those like pimsler cd's which mm-hmm. i'd gotten pretty far in spanish but like i couldn't make it through the first cd of that mm-hmm. in korean i'm like i don't even know what they're saying how can i like i can't yeah. replicate what they're saying P- pretty hard yeah and <laughs> and my girlfriend is she learned to speak English from her Korean mother, so mm. she says some things weird, and I just crack up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to talk about that anymore because she yeah. probably wouldn't <laughs> want me saying,
1: pointing this out. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, my, um, my, I have a brother who lives in Japan. Oh, okay. um, And a sister-in-law from Japan, mm. right? And it was very interesting to me because I've met her once. She came to Tahoe. Um, and when she came, I remember kind of having this feeling, I don't want to say that she was like embarrassed, but that she just didn't want to speak as much English because she was judgmental of her own English Mm -hmm. and she wanted to only be perfect speaking it. Yeah. You know, so like when I did speak to her, um, she spoke very good English. She's really good at it. Mm -hmm. But I think I think that that judgmentalness on herself made it so like like I felt that, you know, I felt it just because there was something about um, the way that she would conversate with me in English versus the way that she was so fluid talking to my brother in Japanese. And then they would speak to one another for a second, you know, Um, it was very interesting.
0: Yeah, I uh, I do that. Well, when I lived in Spain, I was also very judgmental of myself. But like, I think anyone in a foreign country is just like stoked that you can speak their language at yeah. all. They don't they don't care about the grammar and just stuff. Just try, like yeah, yeah. Their grammar is probably worse. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I lived in Murcia, which they speak a very dirty kind of Spanish, mm-hmm. pretty pretty fast and slurry, and they leave off syllables on uh, words. So. It's like Murcia. Um, But like, hola, como estas is what I would say. But they would say, hola, hola, como esta? So it took me like six or seven months of living there before I could even understand what they were saying, Mm -hmm. much less what it meant. (laughs) And then I, I was at this outdoor farmer's market, and then I like... Ran into someone from South America, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can like kind of understand what you're saying. This is great," because <laughs> uh, he's like, "Hola, ese," uh-huh.
1: very slow and very yeah. clear. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. Dang. Um, so you know part of two other languages, or are there other? Languages? I want not Like just literally a bit. what I said in Korean.
0: That's pretty much all I know. <laughs> like when I lived there. It's Korean is a very easy language as far as like they have different characters, but it's easy to like learn the language in a few hours, like or pronounce the letters and stuff. So I would go into restaurants and I would like say what I wanted. I didn't know what it meant, but I would just say a random thing on the menu and get what I wanted. (laughs) And then this one time I went into this restaurant and I was like I will have a English oo muffin mm. and then I'm like oh it's an English muffin
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's how they pronounce
2: it yeah
0: and, and then, ju- then yeah, it's that's like the... it's like peacher instead of pizza they don't have a Z sound peacher peacher
1: they have no Z sound
0: yeah <laughs> And then, so they replace it with a ch, yeah. It's like a kind of a ch sound when they have to say it. It's interesting, and Mm. then, yeah, I think the R's they don't do like a hard R as well. Mm. And then, like, some of their uh, there are a couple letters that are like, I think maybe N and H that are like kind of mixed together, like, or
1: Sound, Don't quote me on that. It's yeah. something like that where there's... No more than I do. Yeah. Did Did you do any sets in Korean? No. No? Well,
0: like, most of the people that came to, like, the mics and the shows, they were... Uh, there's a big community of, like, expats there, like, mm. who either teach English or they're there in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were... There was only, like, one comic I knew of that, well, yeah, maybe two comics that I knew of that uh, did, like, were Korean, they did comedy in English. Because just stand-up, it really wasn't a thing in Korea. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, there's an organization there. Um, I think it's just called Stand-Up in Korea that uh, they put on shows there, Mm -hmm.
1: I think. yeah. So... You moved to Reno. What year was it you got here? I think it was uh, 2017. 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, And you started getting into the comedy circuit, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, maybe some improv and stuff like that. Yeah, that came a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And then um, COVID happened, right? Yeah. And we're kind of at this point now where I feel like everyone – is in the state of being with whatever they did during COVID as an artist, like the fruits of those labors have kind of come out now. There are a lot of artists that I've seen during COVID that like, you know, had some sort of rebirth in a way and they decided, you know, I'm going to do this or that or that. And now a lot of people I know from that time period specifically in 2023 have a lot. Um, and I think that you are one of those people. Uh, because uh, you and Michael, who we had mentioned before, do Dead Panda comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you both started that. Is that right? Or could uh, you tell so me the history?
0: I just okay. I was on this other podcast, and I they pointed out that when I'm about to say my thoughts, mm-hmm. I go. So I don't know if you can cut out that, and I caught myself doing. It. Um. Yeah. I mean, I could try. I think I do that, that more him. like when I'm in. This sort of format mm-hmm. rather than just a regular conversation. But when I'm like trying to think of
1: something, I'm like, okay. It might not even be that much, you know? Like you you might be doing it sometimes, but now that you, you're self-policing right now. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. So you might okay. do it two, three times, but that's it.
0: So if you're watching it, please don't be annoyed by Because now other people are going to notice it now. Okay. So, I started it in February of uh, 2019, and uh, I started putting on shows at uh, Reno Improv, which, uh, yeah, shout out to Reno Improv, they're great people. I wish they would uh, start doing more comedy, because they used to have this really awesome comedy open mic, Mm. and then I talked uh, to one of the people that ran it, Mm -hmm. uh, Ben, and he was like yeah why don't you do some comedy actual like booked comedy shows here i'm like mm-hmm. and then he was like what's the name of your organization i'm like i don't have one so i was in the middle of like writing this joke that involved dead panda mm-hmm. uh so <laughs> that's what i called it dead panda comedy uh-huh. and basically the joke is that uh um somebody asked me, "Oh, what's your comedic style like?" And I was like, "Well, I I tell some uh I do some jokes on guitar and I sometimes do like really over the top act outs, and then some of my my jokes have a uh, deadpan delivery." And then when this really happened, the person was like, "Deadpan delivery?" <sighs> I'm like, no, not dead panda delivery. It's dead pan delivery. And then I go into this whole joke about how dead panda delivery sounds like the worst Chinese restaurant every Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. I have like Kung Pao dead now chicken. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I have a string of other one-liners that go along with that, and I'm not going to do my stand-up bits here. Come see dead panda comedy. Yeah, if you Uh,
1: want them. Go see what uh, what shows do you have coming up for Dead Panda?
0: Um, so every single week we run an open mic at uh, the Blind Onion on Victorian Avenue, Sparks, right by that little miner dude. That yeah, huge, stat- mm-hmm. huge statue. So sign up is at six thirty, and the show is at seven, um, and. People think, oh, open mic—it's gonna be terrible. But no, it's they're actually a lot of fun. You see, comedy in its rawest form, and people mm-hmm. are just throwing shit in the wall, see what sticks. And yep. they can be a lot of fun to watch. And you'll get to see 15, 16 comics do their things for five minutes. So. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we usually have like a featured comedian on at the end who does like 10 minutes. Sometimes they're locals. Sometimes they're like touring comics from out of town who stop in. And then on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, we put on an open mic at the Arch Society, right in Mintown by Junkie. And yeah. same deal, 6.30, sign up, 7 p.m. show. Mm-hmm. And those are a lot of fun. And starting in June, we have a roast battle tournament. So that's, that's going to be really fun. <laughs> we had one last year, and that... That was the most people we'd had in the room, like, come to see these roast
1: battles. Yeah. They were a lot of fun. That's really dope. So I'm uh, I'm in the bracket again this year. So. so when you started Dead Panda, it was 2019.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, we were talking about COVID and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah.
1: so it was before COVID.
0: Yeah, it was before COVID. And I was running a couple shows a month and an open mic. And I was getting kind of burned out. And it was like... February of and like somewhere along the way, it wasn't right away but Michael had been kind of there for me and like um, helping me out with shows and then I added him mm-hmm. as like a, a founding member is mm-hmm. what I'll call him I guess um, so yeah it was about February of 2020 and I'm like I am just like burned out so I had a couple other people. I'm like, you run the show this month. You book all the people. You do all the promotion. And uh, yeah, that was the last show we had. And uh, we, <laughs> I didn't need to do that because I would have gotten an entire year off. <laughs> because right after that, I was supposed to be on a couple of other shows. And then, yeah, March 2020 hit. And then mm-hmm. pandemic. And we had to shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And I did some online comedy, which by and large was awful. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was worth doing, but it's not, not that fun.
1: I feel like with comedy. Some people you, still do it. You got to. <sighs> some people That's still weird. do online comedy. Yeah. I feel like you need an audience, a live audience. Yeah. You know, it's like this. There's, we were talking about sitcoms here once. Uh, last time with Steve. And just that live audience aspect and how Mm -hmm. sitcoms of nowadays have kind of transformed into more of like an always sunny in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. where there's still a situation, but there's no live audience. Like the last live audience we could think of that was very successful was How I Met Your Mother.
0: Okay. Um, That was all live audience? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that was a
1: completely live audience, that whole series. But that was like, I think it started in 2006-ish or something, Mm -hmm. you know? And it probably only went into the tens, <clears throat> not too far after that. Hmm. Um, but now they don't really do live audience stuff as much anymore. You know, they they do for some things, but I can't think of one that's very commercially successful in this day and age. Uh, and I think that that's what's interesting about stand up comedy. Yeah, you need that audience in order to to <laughs> test what what it is.
0: Yeah, and I did a show and. I tried to, like, interact with the audience because you can see all of them in these little tiny boxes on your screen You're mm-hmm. in Zoom. And then the person was just kind of, like, taken aback, like, oh. It was just, like, it would have been perfectly natural for me to talk to the person if I was on stage, but it was just really weird because they were, like, not expecting to be referenced or talked You're like, to. like, so. hey yeah hey uh hey Linda, and it says their name, right yeah the
1: <laughs> so they're like, you said my name,
0: yeah, and then I know this guy, Chris Tinkle, he still does like comedy in v r and like the metaverse, maybe something like that.
1: Wow, does it
0: are there a I lot of people know. that
1: are going on there? Probably not. Nobody nobody likes the metaverse. Yeah, I I didn't the metaverse just not even take off it's like not they a really thing. tried to make it take off. I they're
0: still like fa- Facebook, aka Meta, whatever.
1: That's what it Yeah,
0: yeah. he's he's still trying. They've they're still dumping billions of billions of dollars into it and like Facebook, they had like the Libra cryptocurrency, but I don't know if the SEC shut that down or what. But Libra was supposed to be like a collection of like all these different world currencies kind of mashed into one, mm-hmm. which maybe is kind of a cool <laughs> idea. But I don't want Facebook running it. Like I don't
1: want them in charge of our financial system. Like, no. No. That's that's the problem with most things is like you want one competent person <sighs> who could do it, but also that's too much power for any one person. Yeah. Like you and then you get a system involved, and the system's just always fucked it's yeah just always well the worst. like
3: uh,
0: i I've been very into cryptocurrency since I bought Bitcoin first in twenty thirteen mm-hmm. then again, in like twenty sixteen is when I really got into it, but it's because like the Federal reserve like infinite money printing and like Stealing our, uh, yeah, inflation just really, really sucks. It's, it's not a great system, but what I've realized in the past few months, like just because one system sucks doesn't mean another system is automatically good by default. Mm-hmm. It's like crypto instead of a central bank running stuff, it's, oh, all these random people and these giant five conglomerates of like miners... A certified transactions. So you're just like trading one thing for this other like o- oligarchy, oligarchy. Oligarch- yeah, uh, oligarchy. Yeah, oligarchy who's running stuff. So it's yeah. just another rich get richer thing. I don't mm. know. Anyway. But it's <laughs> how many, it's, how like, it's m- like losing a religion. Like seriously, I was really bought into this whole crypto thing. How and, much
1: bitcoin do you have?
0: Uh I well. That's a sore subject. Well. <laughs> okay. I actually just sold, well, I don't want Uncle Sam watching this thing, but I just sold like $5,000 of Ethereum today and that was mm-hmm. the rest of my liquid
1: Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of FTX. Yeah, was, they <laughs> I were on. Yeah, I heard about that whole controversy. Yeah, and The, the so. guy who's like, Sitting playing League of Legends, and, yeah, exactly. That. Sam Bankman-Fried having orgies with like ten other people in the Bahamas who aren't attractive. Yeah, n- <laughs> none of them, and they're all just, just fucking, ugly nerd orgies. They're all just like, let's let's play League and fuck. You wanna? If you
0: have episode <laughs> names for this podcast, which I don't think you do, this we we one needs but, to be <laughs> <laughs> "Ugly Nerd Orgy." That's the <laughs> title. <laughs>
1: Maybe I could put that over there. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we'll probably get tons of hits from that. Yeah, maybe.
0: Um, Anyway, so I like Tom Brady and everyone did ads, and like I think Shaq finally got served uh, with uh, a—it's not a warrant, but he's gonna get sued. uh, Yeah, in legal trouble for promoting FTX. But I don't. It's not his fault. He didn't know that they were a scam. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was not involved in FTX at all. But what I was involved in, like a couple weeks before, there was this Luna, Terra Luna mm-hmm. stablecoin, which that was a complete mess, which it's supposed to be pegged to $1. But it lost its peg because it wasn't backed by anything except it was backed by this other bullshit token called Luna. Well, the thing was, some whale, um, I think it was CZ from Binance, uh, he sold, he had a bunch of Luna, and he crashed the price of Luna, and when Luna crashed, um, Terra started losing its peg, so it went down from 88 cents, and then it went down all the way to like 5 cents, so I like lost a... few thousand dollars in that mm-hmm. and the thing with Luna it was kind of like Ponzi scheme or whatever so um, if you invested if you staked with Luna you could get like 20% interest which yeah that's super attractive mm-hmm. and the problem was all these other companies like Celsius and BlockFi they were investing in uh, their customers money in Luna And then they were, like, giving their customers 5% returns instead of, like, the 20%. So they were Mm -hmm. a middleman taking a cut. Mm -hmm. So I lost money in Celsius as well, which was Mm -hmm. their uh, slogan was unbank yourself, (laughs) which, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the owner of that was, like, a complete scam artist, so I lost... A lot of money in that, and they're go- undergoing bankruptcy right now, so I might get 15%, 20% of my assets back from that. But That'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I lost a shitload of money from that. And uh, so that how that's related to FTX. So FTX, they were just complete sham. They were running their, like, billion and billion... Dollar company from QuickBooks or whatever, mm-hmm. which apparently isn't a good thing, and Mm-mm. they, yeah, were co-mingling assets from uh, like the uh, the exchange and Alameda Research, which is their VC firm, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, these are totally separate, which they weren't. Anyway. Uh, so they went bankrupt, which screwed over, it's just a domino effect, which screwed over Genesis, which then screwed over my investment, which was in Gemini Earn. And I had told my brother, I'm like, cause I started seeing some warning signs with like Celsius and stuff. So I moved some stuff from Celsius to Gemini Earn. Cause I'm like, oh, this is run by the Winklevoss twins. Cause they were like helped found Facebook and yeah. stuff like that. You've seen the movie. Good movie. Yeah, good movie. The, the social... The social network. The social network. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I, I trust these guys and stuff, and Gemini, like, they're publicly traded company, and they're, like, regulated and stuff, but it's Gemini Earn, but in the fine print, it's like, oh, when you put your money into Gemini Earn to earn interest, it's really ran by Genesis... Who is, yeah, heavily invested in FTX and Terra Luna and all this other bullshit? They've so just it's just leveraged been like
1: a all their money against these other things.
0: Yeah, it's just been a huge domino effect, and yeah, uh, I well, was gonna sell in this last bull run, but I wanted to go slightly higher.
3: Yeah, just just a
0: little bit higher, and I'm like, I'm gonna sell, but I didn't get quite the chance to do that. I had a I had a set number in mind, which was like half of what people were predicting Bitcoin, and because mm-hmm. like people were like, "Oh, Bitcoin's hundred thousand plus this cycle," it only got to around sixty thousand. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was gonna sell a little bit higher than that. Didn't get to.
2: Uh,
0: I'm not salty about it at all. <laughs> so you know,
3: L- win some but lose I've
0: them. yeah I've made money from cryptocurrency, and I've paid my taxes on it. You will see. I know what's bullshit is like. I lost all this money from Celsius, right? Mm-hmm. It's locked up, but I still had to friggin' pay taxes on it. Super annoying. Mm-hmm. Super
1: annoying. The government. Yeah. They government. want their money. Yeah,
0: it's like you had nothing to do with anything. They any don't. Of this.
2: <laughs>
1: and they they uh, they waste so much. Of it's it. like you built roads. Okay, cool and yeah. ah, i'm trying to think of that saying it's like uh money can't money can only be moved through yeah. a leaky bucket
0: we get very little for our tax dollars here in america
2: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: besides bombing other countries which is great and all but you know it's it's uh it doesn't do much for me personally it doesn't do much for many people i'm i'm all for bombing whoever whenever for whatever reason just let's, do it why not yeah let's overthrow
1: other governments. Why not? Let's just keep bombing, and bombing, and bombing. That won't lead to anything bad. Yeah. Ever. Barack Obama. Barack it? Obama. That's right. He yeah. did more than like. No, anybody. like he
0: he ran on a very like, oh let's be peaceful and stuff, and then he he dropped let's a lot of bombs. Peaceful? Yeah, like that was that was his thing. Let's be peaceful. Uh, oh, let's, we're gonna be peaceful, and
1: really? uh, not bomb. Yeah, anymore. I can't really do it that well. Oh. I just know he does us Yeah. Huh? And uh, <laughs> he's touted as like the best speaker ever. Yeah. He, he just had a certain charisma about him, I think. Yeah, totally. That was about it. Mean, and he seemed like a guy that you wanted to hang out with. Totally. That's, totally. that's what it was. Go get a beer with him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Brock, I you want to go uh, get a beer?
0: I was a Ron Paul guy at the time, very libertarian. Yeah. I'm Yeah. I'm not anymore. I'm a political free agent at this point at this point
1: i uh who are you gonna vote for i
0: i voted against someone last cycle i won't say
1: who but at, i i voted for uh joe biden yeah and um you know it's kind of very sad that joe biden is is president he
0: wasn't my first choice he's,
1: he's no one's first choice <laughs> no
0: but i i uh
1: not a trump fan it's also, oh, yeah. no one's first. Choice. Maybe some people's first choice yeah, is Trump. So, but like, no, that was or...
0: literally the first time I voted Democrat in my life was for Joe Biden. Damn. I might have to, uh, might have to vote for him again.
1: We'll see. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. I part of me wants to vote for a third I, I party, but I mean, no,
0: like I, I've always voted for like third party and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'd never lived in a swing state before. I felt like. Well, maybe my vote kind of matters in Nevada. Didn't it come down to like 10K
1: votes in Nevada?
0: Something close. and like Yeah, it could be even closer this Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, whether or not Joe Biden is uh, doing a good job or not, a lot of people seem to think everything that's happening now is his fault, which I think a lot of the... I don't know if he's making perfect decisions, but a lot of economic troubles like inflation is very much due to like COVID and it's sort of like a transient thing. Like 25% of our money supply ever was like printed in 2020 when yeah. he wasn't president. But yeah, and yeah, it just took a while for yeah. uh, inflation to catch up. So I, like I keep, when people bitch about, oh, Joe's inflating stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But it's not squarely on his
1: shoulders. Like there's all it's many way decisions. more complicated than that. I don't think there are many decisions he makes. I think, yeah, he's not all there mentally. Yeah, I think that they kinda guide he's him a, around and he's a figurehead, <laughs> you think? He's a figurehead. Yeah, like Kamala Harris might be the president at some point. Yeah. You know? That's a, a reality. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, I I've heard that joke so many times. That um, the only reason that she was put into that position is because the only thing worse than Joe Biden is K- Kamala Harris being the president, um, just because of her background, you know, like all of the things that she's done. Um, I think she she's done a lot of things with like prisoners and stuff and some questionable hmm. questionable things in her political career specifically.
3: Yeah, I haven't. Um, but like, I don't really know too. For much him,
1: uh, it's a checkbox. You know, she's a black woman.
3: Yeah,
0: that's that's so, why. And, to and it's like that vote, voting block.
1: I'm good with a black woman being the vice president. I'm not good with a checkbox. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I want the person to be qualified, and um, it would be the same thing for any race. You, you know, if if you're like, oh, I really think a white guy should be in this. It's like, why? Like, if he's really qualified and he knows his shit. Sure. But it also has nothing to do with him being white or a guy, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's the same for all of it. Like it's just the qualifications, which, you know, on that end, we kind of are putting up two white guys that have like bullshit qualifications, like not the best. Um, and I would yeah. say maybe she is more qualified than both of them. But it's also because like I wouldn't vote for either of them, you know, and I did. I voted for one of them. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, Tulsi Gabbard, maybe. She was interesting.
0: I liked Andrew Yang at the time.
1: An- Yang gang. Yang gang. Yang gang. Yeah, I was in. I was into him too. Yeah, yeah. and then of course Bernie. But yeah, he was all about no universal
0: one's... basic income, which we might need at some point with all the AI shit. Yeah, like if if people can't work. I mean, what like, what you gonna do? I I'm I'm here for it. You know, I'm here for we'll it. We'll lose our sense of purpose, but
1: yeah, I've I've seen a lot of crazy AI stuff recently online that like mm-hmm. it must have been around for the last year at least you know they're just coming out with the videos now i saw one of uh a robot going through and cleaning a bathroom you know it's just little jobs like that that's where it starts well
0: they i think they still have this running it's like this 24 hours a day stream of like ai seinfeld yeah it just they fed it the scripts and then it just makes up stuff
1: yep yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's not very good, but it's it's fascinating. And then they do like this
1: animation on the fly. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah, and yeah. and that stuff compounds. Like the, if it if it wow. actually started learning, um, like it does learn, but I think that all the learning is, you know, trial and error more than uh, like making its own thoughts. Yeah, right. It's and I conscious. don't know if like
0: AI, artificial intelligence, is really the best word for it cuz it's, it's not, not
1: really intelligence
0: it's not, yeah, it's not yeah they not learning anything what is
1: it there's um i think it's there's general ai and i think the other one's called open ai or that's the name of a company Isn't yeah there's mean, like yeah, one of them is basically um the turing test you know like ex machina um uh there's two rooms <laughs> and you're com- you're communicating with somebody on the other side um and You're Okay, so you're in a room. You're in this room, right? And somebody's on the other side. And this person knows Chinese. And you don't know Chinese. But within this room are every single book you'd ever need to know on Chinese. You can conceivably communicate with them. So they start passing you these notes in Chinese. And you go through the books and you read them. And you make sentences and pass them back to them, you know? And the person on the other side is like, oh, my God. Somebody in this room speaks Chinese. You know, but do you actually, do you actually speak Chinese? Do you actually have that, that knowledge? No, it's just all, all of these books. It's all these resources that you can pull. And that's exactly what a computer does. You mm-hmm. know, especially like when you're editing, it's just pulling from a, a file somewhere and bringing it to this, this place. You... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little hot in it here. Is. It's <laughs> something a little more comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not real AI because real AI, it would be able to consciously know Chinese. You know, it would be able to learn it. It wouldn't have to take it from a source. And that's what all AI now is doing. And that's why all the copyright hmm. things are um, on the rise. You know, all those images are sourced. All those stories are sourced from shit.
0: Yeah, like I... When the apps first came out, I started using AR art and I was like, oh, this is amazing. But then it's gotten so much better. Like the stuff it makes, it's especially like it can be like directed in certain ways. And like some of the people who are really good with it can do just mind blowing things. Like, yeah, if you're a digital artist, that that
1: sucks. Like, what are you going to do? Well, like, I mean, it's not just it's digital yeah. art is the start.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and I've heard like they can replicate people's voices, and so they dumb. did this Drake song with his Drake in the weekend, maybe. And I'm like, this song was actually pretty good. And people mm-hmm. were commenting, like, this is better than anything Drake has done for the last, but and it was all like <laughs> AI written, and they did his raps, the voice in AI, which, like, there were maybe a couple, like, maybe weird little moments pronunciation things but other than that like it sounded really good yeah and then I've been using AIVA uh, for you can generate uh, like music Mm -hmm. almost any type of music with that and you can just go through their boilerplate thing or you can really customize it because it's music is really an algorithm that's easily learned and Mm -hmm. you just play certain types of notes and chords and then you after it's generated, you can uh, manually edit uh, the notes and the stems and stuff, and then mm-hmm. you can export it and edit it further. So I, I like to think of AI as a tool rather than a replacement. So yeah. I'm using it to help me, like, get started writing blog articles and stuff as a basis.
1: That's um, that's the smart so, way to use it because yeah. it's inevitable. It's coming. It's yeah. it's here, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no going back. The box is open. Um, so I think that looking at it as a tool is a better way for sure. (laughs) What's your favorite AI movie?
0: Ooh,
1: uh, there are like
0: so many good ones.
1: Ex Machina is good. Um, but I would say Ghost in the Shell is okay, probably my favorite. Not the live action, the anime. Yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't thinking of... Yeah. <laughs> Go, the Scarlet Johansson Yeah, you got to see the Dragon Ball Evolution movie. <laughs> the live action is great. You know, the one with that one guy. Oh, fuck. The, I can't even think of his name. He was in something. Never mind. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Ghost in the Shell, the anime. Yeah. Uh, Super good. Like if, if you get a chance, watch the anime from, I think it's the nineties, maybe it was the eighties, but I think it was the nineties when it came out. It's just like the whole premise of it is, um, that the brain of this person has been taken and put into uh, a body. Um, and, uh, and this body is like a superhuman, like. It's basic. It goes in and like assassinates people and is a cop and finds people who do does things and can just do whatever the fuck. Uh, but it needs this brain in order to go, and uh, it goes through a little bit of a plot before it comes to the main one, which is that there's like a being that uh, is essentially true AI, um, and it's this like this character that goes through the internet it just like surfs through the internet instantly and it implements itself into robotic creatures because it can um and it says something along the lines of like i was born within the ether of the internet like that the information of the internet just shaped it and that's where it was formed and just like uh the creation of the universe like there's no real explanation it just like was made from information Hmm. born out of it Um, and when you watch it, it seems pretty conceivable. And there's some pretty cool shit in it. Um, like people have, a lot of people are, uh, cyborgs and they have like bionic organs. And like, there's a guy who is just drinking alcohol and he can just drink as much alcohol as he wants and he'll never get a hangover and he'll never get super, super, super drunk. He'll always just like have a very even buzz because it all processes out. There's like one person who uh, doesn't have an eye and his eye can just like switch to different modes, night vision, heat vision, whatever. Um, Very, very cool anime for sure. Um, Highly suggest that one. Ghost in the Shell.
0: I, I think it might be my, our generation would be very hesitant about getting stuff implanted, but this is what they're talking about. And, I think it'll just be incremental where people get more and more comfortable with having, like, bionics and all this That's going to be
1: us when we're, like, <laughs> old as fuck, when we're in our 70s. Yeah, gonna- kids are going to be like, oh, it's it's going to be the tattoo of their generation. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, see, I got it. It's right here. You're like, why the fuck would you put that in your head? Nah. Like, everybody's doing it. Why Why not, you know?
0: Yeah, like, you can scan someone and know everything about them. or I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are billion really diff- different uses. Learn a different
1: it. language instantly.
0: Oh yeah, You'd or just like hear. real-time
1: translation or whatever. That's the one thing from Star Trek that I was always like, "Ooh, that'd be so useful." Yeah,
0: the Babel Fish from uh, Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. or whatever. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ooh, could you uh, could you possibly play a song for us?
0: Uh yeah, totally.
1: Why not? So I've, I've only really known you as a comedian. Fair to say, though, I haven't known you uh, that long. Yeah. But uh, was this something that you started doing as well a long time ago? Or when did you start this?
0: Uh, I think the first time I played a music open mic was uh, around 2003. And I started with just, like, really silly songs. Um, but, yeah, I've never – I was in, like, a couple – Uh, bands, like a funk rock band and kind of like emo punk pop band uh, just as the singer. Um, Yeah, like I've always liked writing silly songs and then uh, I think there's one song from like 2003 that I would still kind of do. I I did it a couple years ago and like a couple of weeks ago somebody brought it up I was like oh I completely forgot about it. it's called The Bug Song but it's it's kind of a fun little thing uh but yeah this this song I don't kind of the inspiration for this uh I had uh, pet gerbils and hamsters when I was a kid and uh yeah they, they would die in different ways so maybe I'll explain that after I play the song um
3: Yeah, so this song is called Carlos. I hope that home depot's open Cause the Lowe's is closed I wanna get a stone I gotta get a shovel So I can bury my pet hamster, Carlos. Rest in peace, I say. Squeak, squeak. Squeak, squeak. Carlos, oh, Carlos you were a wonderful hamster buddy Oh Carlos, oh Carlos He liked curling up in a ball and sleeping Oh Carlos, smoked cigar And he liked eating celery Carlos is a hamster ghost And he is my friend And he's Mexican And he runs on his wheel all day Yes, he likes to eat stuff, broccoli in his cheek Carlos, the friendly Mexican hamster ghost, his lady ate his babies. Carlos, the friendly Mexican hamster ghost, would never eat his own children. Carlos, low car Carlos, low Carlos, 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 the friendly Mexican hamster ghost.
1: How's that? Great job. Huh. Very nice.
2: Yeah. So I,
0: uh, I've i never wanted to be like kind of a Bo Burnham comedian. I have maybe 30, 40 minutes worth of songs, but um, in my hour set, I maybe play mm, 10 minutes of music or something like that. So
1: just enough to set them up. Yeah. Mood. Just.
0: Kinda of to break up um an hour of somebody talking at you. you know? mm-hmm.
2: so yeah. So I think it D- works well. I
1: think um doesn't Dimitri Martin kinda yeah, so kind do it like that? Yeah, Dimitri Martin's
0: one of my favorite comedians and I uh, I do this thing where I uh I'll play like a riff on guitar and then I tell one liners and I preface it with like, I'm the you're gonna see something historic that nobody's ever done before. Um I'm going to tell jokes while playing the guitar. It's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> I I literally do. I don't feel like it's ripping him off, uh, because it's like my jokes. Tip of the my, hat. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah,
1: smart. it's that stealing like an artist. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As long as you don't do his stuff, it, yeah. but it's like a little homage to him almost. Yeah. Totally. And I mm-hmm. do mention. I don't mention
0: him by name. Wow. Well, I think I have before. I mean, <clears throat> if you don't count Dimitri Martin or something like that, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it always goes pretty well. So it's fun. Uh,
1: what other comedians do you, uh, find inspiration from?
2: Um,
0: like I said, uh, as far as I really like Bo Burnham, as I said, he's, just a friggin' genius especially like the inside that was
1: it was really good like
0: I thought he was amazing but then I watched that and I was like Phew, that's a masterwork. work um, and then I was always kind of inspired like growing up by uh, Weird Al and Blink 182 like Blink they always they have some joke songs and then they always did like this banter between each other so yeah there's the that was uh, always
1: really fun I wanna fuck, fuck your dog. mom in the ass. I wanna, wanna fuck, fuck your dad dog. in the ass. Could only find a dog and, and his so ass. That. Yeah, that's a Blink 182 <laughs> song. Yeah, I, know. I didn't. We d-
0: he doesn't really want to fuck a dog or do you? I don't know you that <laughs> one. No. Depends on the dog, the breed. <laughs>
1: Depends on the bitch, but yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, excuse me. Yeah. My mom watches this. it. <laughs> Good, hi mom. If you're watching this, I love you. Well, there's you. also
0: have you heard Mother's Day?
1: Um, no, by
0: Blink 182. Oh, it, fucking a sucking to touch fucking the sucking to touching fucking mm. sucking touching. It's Mother's Day, <laughs>
3: it's Mother's Day, and I'll be fucking sucking to touching.
1: Classic, yeah. I'm gonna listen to that as soon mm-hmm. later tonight
0: as a take off your pants and jacket uh bonus track. Mm-hmm. Okay. which that took me like do you get the pun from mm-hmm. that yeah. that took me way too
1: long to... the second you said it, i was like uh-huh oh yeah mm-hmm. no it's like
0: i don't know how long after 2001 that i realized that oh this is a play
1: on the day
0: you looked at me like what wait <laughs> yeah I'm
1: like my life is a lie everything is a lie mm-hmm. uh if if you could go back in time and give yourself advice when you first started. Got when you first started <laughs> up in comedy, Luke. Right now goes back to Luke. Then what would you tell him?
0: Don't do it, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, like as far as
1: Ooh, let me turn this. Actually, I feel like how when you Is yeah. it too far away no actually. yeah that's good. Just like this side right here, yeah, that's good. Dope. This like thing needs to be right there.
0: Um, I would obviously if I was taking the trouble to go back in time, I would more give myself financial and kind of relationship and kind of mental and spiritual advice probably. Uh, However, um, if I had to talk about comedy with myself, I would really, and this probably goes for any new stand-up comedian, um, the main thing is like, Do what you think is funny and just have fun. like, way too many people take comedy way too seriously. And that was me for, like, a really long time up until, like, recently. I would just get so stressed and panicked about, oh, what if the audience doesn't like me and stuff and... Yeah, it's like if you care about what the audience thinks, like you're you you want to care what they think to a certain degree, but you have to be number one. You have, and if you're doing what you think is funny, chances are some people in the audience will think it's funny as well. Because like you pr- you probably aren't going to get a hundred percent, even if you're killing. There's going to be one guy who's just going to be. Just looking. Yeah, and then that's who I used to, like, pay attention to, that one friggin' guy in the audience who you can't break. But then even when you're bombing, they're, like, always, like, people who are, like, oh, my God, that was so hilarious. I'm like, I bombed, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I would just tell myself to have fun and uh, do what you think is funny and not take it so super
1: seriously. Why so serious? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. Uh, d- are there are there any other forms of art you do? I mean, uh, like your music is kind of comedic in a sense. You, you write other music though as well.
0: I, yeah, I used to, but I think I've, like, I have some serious songs that I think are pretty good, and I did some. And I think I've only been to like two. Music open mic since I've been here. Um, But I I very much came up in the early 2000s, kind of emo phase. So I don't know if my music is emo, but it's very like personal and emotional. Um, And like it comes from a very angsty place. And I'm not that anymore. So it's like I really haven't been inspired to write anything like raw in a long time i think maybe 2014 was the last time that i yeah well i think maybe when i was in korea i wrote something good and Mm -hmm. serious but yeah it's it's been a while for on that front and i've never been a very good guitar player because I hate learning covers and covers are sort of how you start to learn how chords work together and like what other people are doing. You got to learn what other people are doing. But I just like effing around on the guitar and doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. So I can have like a uh, maybe more unique style, but yeah, it's not like... Very technically proficient. One mm. of these days, I'm gonna take lessons and sit down and get my fundamentals. Or right. learn it all. Yeah, be a master. But every time I start to try, I'm like, ugh, guitar theory, and mm. I don't want to know the names of these notes I'm playing. Like, yeah, you just want to have fun. Yeah, with I, it. I know like the names of the basic chords, but other than mm. that, not really.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, and I think it depends as well because uh, right now. It seems you're playing more solo stuff, but in the past you were playing with a band, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, but I, I filled in like bass one one show, but other than that, I've never had to uh, play guitar with other people, yeah. and um, except actually tonight and tomorrow, <laughs> I am going to be doing just that. Yeah. So I have this uh, song called "Hurt Urgest Nertz, um, which is a song kind of making fun of people who go to hot August nights. Mm-hmm. Hurt August
3: nerds. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> just kind
0: of a, a butt rock anthem. So I sent them the video for that. So it's tomorrow night at the library. This won't be out in time. But Won't be out in time. Come see it in the past.
1: You'll yeah, come see it in the past. <laughs> did I, did I ask you about upcoming shows?
0: Uh. Sort of, I, know I only told you about open mics, so mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'll tell you about other stuff, but yeah, tomorrow night's our time. Uh, it'll be at the library bar and hookah lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just we got like five comedians and we're going to be doing comedy, and then there's going to be like this band that's going to be playing, and uh. I'm going to play one of my comedy songs with the whole full band backing me up, which is going to be kind of a cool experience for me. And then at the end of our set, we're all doing kind of like a karaoke thing. So I'm going to be singing Blink's uh, All the Small Things.
3: All the small things. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway. um, So what was the question? Was that it?
1: Uh, p- future, future shows. Future shows uh, that so aren't just reoccurring.
0: Uh, in June, I don't know if you want me to look up the exact date. It's like Monday, June 12th or something like that.
1: We can, whatever dates they are, we can link them in the description down below. So
0: I will be actually headlining at the library. I think the show starts at 9 PM. Um, and I'll be doing an hour. I'm running through my hour that I would like to film.
1: That's a Monday? Yeah, so that if you would like 12th. to come
0: to that, that would be good. And then the next time I'm headlining in town, it'll be maybe... It's the second Saturday in August, which might be August 12th. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. I don't
2: know.
0: It's all the 12th. I only perform on 12s. <laughs> um, I only do 12. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll be doing uh, 45 Minutes, and that's the Blind Onion and Victorian Avenue Sparks. And then... Where I'd like to record is at the stage door in Elko, and that'll be like I think the 18th and 19th uh, in Elko, Nevada. So,
1: yeah, how how many um, sets do you have like under your belt? Like, I'm sure you've had some that you've retired, but like hour sets, yeah, because you just you're doing an hour and a 45. Are those the same sets? Or, uh, yes, it it will be. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's see, I have.
0: I've done an hour like only four times now because mm-hmm. it's not every day that you're handed an opportunity an to do an hour. It's not easy thing to get because people want people with experience, and you can't get experience unless you do that. it. And anyway, so um, yeah, and it's the first time. The first time I did an hour, I really just. I winged it, and it was like whatever joke I could think of. And if I couldn't think of a joke, I'm like, "Uh, well, I'm going to whip out my guitar and play a song. So, And then I would do a few more jokes and then another song. So it was very much off the cuff, and it was fun. Um, But now I have an actual hour timed out. And really the hardest thing was like cutting jokes out of it. There was a lot I wanted to Mm. put in there. A lot of jokes that I think were good enough, but I had to, like, take out because it didn't fit with... You want to do as few topics as possible so it's easier for you to remember stuff. So, like, some things were just... I just didn't want to get into this certain topic.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
1: Yeah. How, how do you uh, write jokes?
0: Um, yeah. Everyone has a different methodology for how they write. Uh it really just depends most of the time it's like some funny thought will pop into my mind and then it might be at 3am and i'll just i have a voice recorder and i'll just re- record me riffing off this idea and then sometimes it'll be in the drive to work and then sometimes it'll just be during a conversation we're just joking around so with another comedian, and then somebody says something that's just really funny, and you're like, i got to write that down, and then you just write it down and then just work on it from there. Um, But then some people, they literally force themselves to write, uh, and I've had to do this before. Uh, There's this game uh, where you can be given a topic at the beginning of the show... Mm -hmm. And then you spend uh, the rest of the open mic writing jokes about this one topic. And at the end, you tell the jokes that you just wrote. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Have you done that game a couple times?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. it's
1: Pretty decent at it?
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty decent at writing, especially, like, just off uh, with little time and planning.
1: <laughs> Do you so. write anything else besides jokes? Um
0: well, I ha- Okay, yeah, this was something I wanted to uh talk about. So when I was living in my hometown, we did this thing called a uh, theater lounge. Okay. And uh we called it Theater Lounge in the Underground and we had three or four of them. And uh yeah, we just did like comedic plays, so maybe you think snl but uh longer and dirtier Mm -hmm. a lot of the times i think i sent used some of the videos i don't know if you got a chance to watch them those Uh, were three that i wrote
1: um yeah i'll I'll, I'll link them as well down below Um, oh no you don't want those links
0: maybe not the uh i don't know the the one i wasn't so sure about was the the pirate One, uh, "Revenge of the Pilfering Parrot." I just said the name of it, (laughs) but it's it's not.
1: Yeah, I can check it. I can check them all.
0: Yeah, basically, it's maybe not as PC as I would write some things today. Mm -hmm. I would say, but the other two are you know probably fine.
1: It's a different time, and yeah, I'll be the first one. It was a
0: decade ago, you know. I'll be the first one to
1: say that, like. There, there were times like ten years ago where I said the n word for mm-hmm. sure. You know, like I'm not gonna church, lie about that. Time, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like it, all, all sorts of times. But you know, it's a di- it's a different time, and uh, you just take uh, take the knowledge you have and roll with it. Yeah. And we're we're different people now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's it. You know, and and it's a whole it's yeah, a whole I mean, conversation mean, I don't think to... it's like
0: necessarily like hateful or anything, but mm-hmm.
1: you know, there's yeah. some. And that's that's the nature of comedy. What do, what do you think about political correctness and comedy?
0: Oh, eh, well. <laughs> yeah, Wow. Yeah, because, like, I remember in the 90s when South Park started, like, the goal was to be as wild and politically incorrect as possible, and now <laughs> it's, like, completely flipped on its head. It's like, oh, you want to be as... Safe and woke as possible Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah, Um, for a lot of
1: people, there are still people that.
0: Yeah, there are still people definitely pushing boundaries, and then some people are just some comedians are sort of just grandfathered in, and like Louis C.K. He can pretty much say anything he wants. Like I think he has he had a whole N-word joke. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've known one local comedian uh, who's successfully done that on stage and it worked well. And there were several black people in the audience. They thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But there's this other game that uh, it's stand-up without a net, mm-hmm. um, which if you get a chance to look that up, basically you're giving, given like a joke topic on the spot and you have to riff on it and like tell a joke. And uh he was given the joke topic uh, uh remedial world geography. And then uh he did this whole bit like he acted like he was a couple kids in class and was like, Hey Jeremy, come here. I'm like, look look at this. Did you know that there's a country named mm-hmm. instead of uh, Niger, he said N- the word Yeah. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? So it it worked. (laughs) But he told me after the fact, he's like, that's probably the only time that I'm going to be able to say that on state and it's going to work. And I think also the part of it that worked, it wasn't a pre-planned bit. So, like, yeah, it it worked in that sense. Because if you're going there, like, planning to say that word, like, that's maybe not cool. Mm -hmm. But... If it works in the moment, it mm-hmm. it works. So yeah, yeah. I, and nobody was offended by it. People thought it was hilarious, and the way he said it was way better than I did. Yeah, great. I always think that like, Jim Fleming,
1: James Fleming, James Fleming. Yeah, he
0: lives in Idaho now. But uh, yeah,
1: Idaho. Yeah, I, if you can sell it, then no, you sell it. Much much
0: respect goes down to right. Don't yeah. don't cancel him. He he. <laughs>
1: Don't cancel him. Please He's not, don't cancel please James don't, Fleming. Of please
0: don't five cancel. Five, two, six. Uh, yeah, give, him, give all the... <laughs> give Bering his, Boulevard Way, uh, Idaho, Missouri. I don't know. Apartment number.
1: Yeah. <laughs> his email address. Um,
0: he works Yeah, at, I, I think, like with James Gunn, he got kind of mm-hmm. some flack for a while. For stuff he said in 2008 on Twitter... Mm -hmm. He's telling jokes like Mm -hmm. I think people need to give a little bit of leeway when people are telling jokes because I've yeah I've had people come act like get angry while I was on stage or get angry with me after this show and be like yeah you shouldn't say this or yeah one time it was about uh, yeah like some 9-11 joke somebody got all huffy about and stuff, and it's mm. like, and then sometimes like you don't know where the line is until you cross
1: it. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean i do not know. I I make jokes about nine eleven all the time.
0: Yeah, it's objectively hilarious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, it's. it's uh, uh, I not well, all like. The time. I think not sometimes you need to. <laughs> yeah, you need to take things that are very dark and like. It's not – you can't really find positives or silver linings. So you just – life is hard, and you need to, like, poke some fun at it yeah, sometimes. Otherwise, definitely. we're just going to, like, live in darkness and, like, oh, this terrible thing happened. We can never make a joke
1: about it. It's needed. Where, yeah, exactly. What were you doing on nine eleven? Do you remember yeah. where you were, what you were doing yet? Yeah, what? so
0: I was in uh, ninth grade, and I was in computer class. Like not, well, it was so, it was so easy. So we were just surfing the internet, and then some of my classmates were like on the internet. They're like, "Oh, like a a plane crashing into the World Trade Center," and I really thought nothing of it. I was like, "Oh, it was like a little Cessna, it was probably an accident or whatever." And then, yeah, I uh, I don't know if I saw like the second plane. Hit live or not? Because I remember the rest of the day we would just watch TV in there the whole time. Um, yeah, it was. We just sat in like the study hall room and just watched TV, and mm-hmm. it was it was crazy.
1: It's one of those mm-hmm. events where everybody always remembers. Yeah, you know, if you were like conscious enough at that time, mm-hmm. you remember where you were.
0: Yeah. It, well, like I don't, I don't trust anyone born after nine eleven. <laughs> They they Boom. forgot.
1: They for- <laughs> yeah. They're, They are the Matrix.
0: No, like I'd s- no, there are a couple people I work with now, like in an office setting, like they weren't born then. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy to me. Yep. Like it was like the defining moment of the early yeah, two thousands. Two
1: thousand one.
0: Well, it's yeah, still affecting mm, much of how our world is today. Like, it literally changed so many things.
1: It's just like JFK, you And know? it's
0: been the excuse for a lot of bad stuff.
1: Yep.
3: <sighs>
0: that's a whole other conversation. Maybe we don't need to get into. Yeah, there. we
1: don't need to go there. Um, oh, my eye is just, like, killing me. Do you have cats?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't- oh.
1: You don't need to be sorry. And I'm
0: always covered in cat hair. It's impossible. Yeah, I was I was Two like cats. when I was
1: rubbing I was rubbing my eye and I was like this feels like a oh, cat. Yeah. Does it look does do I look bad? Does it look bad?
3: Um yeah, maybe a little, a little glossy, red. a little swollen in the glossy
1: eye. Glossy, glossy. Yeah. Oh fuck.
0: Sorry, dude.
1: Oh, don't be sorry. It's fine. Um it's that hug we did. Oof, that's what it was. <laughs> Definitely, I'm losing my train of thought now. It's going to my head I'm getting yeah, easy, I know there were like dizzy.
0: five questions that you asked that I like half answered them, and then we yeah. got off some other topic
1: um mm,
0: I don't know if we want to pick up uh
1: threads. uh the Mississippi, <laughs> how many times do you have any sort of relationship with that body of water? I feel yeah. like a lot of people do with Tahoe, yeah, you know much.
0: It's uh, it's the muddy Mississippi, the father of all waters.
1: The father of all waters.
0: And then there's some ra- sons and daughters.
1: Oh, what's uh, the song? I.
0: That's all I know. <laughs> that's all I can remember. But uh, yeah, as a kid, we would. I lived kind of near this. There was this hill and this spring, and by it there was this really creepy. Um, statue of mary praying and there were like some urban legends about it with its eyes following you and other stuff or maybe it cried blood or i don't know Mm. but uh yeah there was this freshwater spring that was freezing cold so during the summer we would like walk down the spring and follow it and we created little forts and swimming holes and then sometimes we'd it was several miles, but you could follow it all the way to the river and stuff. And then mm. there were bridges where you could jump off into uh, the river. And, yeah, it was it was really fun. And then uh, I used to work at this restaurant. It was my first real job when I was 16. I worked at the Pier Restaurant, and it was actually built out over, like, Mm-hmm. From the land to the water, so yeah, it was it was really cool. Every day, I went in the work, really cool. I would just look out of the water and stuff. That was the job sucked otherwise, but it <laughs> it paid really well for a sixteen year old. I was able to afford Weird Al albums, uh, Sugar Ooh, right. Ray albums, because uh, like music used to be a thing you bought, and it was expensive for some reason.
1: <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, I remember. Um, I mean, yeah,
0: and then. Yeah, there's there's other stories like where me and my uh, my mom, I don't know if my dad was with me. It was at least me and my mom, maybe my dad. We just had this small, tiny boat that was made of styrofoam coated in this like plastic. It was about this thick. And we went out onto uh, the river and we're like, yeah, we're going to take the sailboat on the river. But the river is full of all these like speedboats. Mm-hmm. So like the speedboat would go by and we would get <laughs> like flooded with water. And it was not a, not a fun time,
1: but it's a fun memory. Yeah. Uh, I remember one of the questions and it was, do you have any other art that you do? That oh yeah. that was one of them. Uh, That isn't comedy. That isn't, uh, <sighs> singing guitar writing. I think we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about writing. Yeah. But-
0: I have, uh, I've, Think of art in kind of a, a broad sense. Like I've I've done like a little bit of painting and then I'll spray paint the dead panda logo on there. I've sold maybe fifteen of those, mm-hmm. but I haven't I haven't done that lately. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, you're smelling my
1: <sighs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring it over here.
0: Um <laughs> Yeah, and I've uh I've designed like a couple like board and card games um, nothing published I did make this like number puzzle game kind of in the vein of Sudoku mm. and I had like print versions of it and I also had like uh, an Android app that my brother help, helped me publish um, that was online for like 5-6 years until we finally <laughs> let it die it's, it's hard to get like your game noticed like it was mm.
1: Was it a fun game?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wait, what's the um, name it, of it? Uh, It was called Six X.
2: Six X.
0: S-I-X-E-X. And yeah, it's, it's like this uh, number puzzle grid. And like uh, you have to fill in a bunch of numbers in there based off the clues. And then there were six spaces where there was no number because you're trying to find out we, well, it's basically like two puzzles in one. The first puzzle is like finding well where are the numbers at, mm-hmm. and then the second puzzle is kind of figuring out what those numbers are. Um, and then there's six spaces without a number, as signified with an X. So it's called six mm-hmm. X.
1: For
2: sure.
0: There we go. And it's but I, I finally let like the website expire this year. So yeah. I don't know. Dead. Zone. I always thought about maybe I should give it another. <laughs> push or whatever and really market it again and yeah try to like sell the rights to it but uh yeah yeah.
1: sell anything that's capitalism baby
0: yeah if anyone wants to steal it go for it steal it and then just give me some money please
1: (laughs) it's funny (laughs) steal it and then don't steal it pay pay on the back exactly be a nice person
0: steal it and then feel bad about it later after you make Bucku Bucks. And then give me like ten thousand dollars. I don't you can make millions publish like little games for the Nintendo DS. I don't care.
1: Isn't it funny how like I feel like most people if if they just got ten grand, they would they'd be like, Oh yeah, if I if somebody had me ten grand, most of my troubles would probably go away.
0: Yeah, like uh <laughs> well, you think of people that sold Things for ridiculously low sums of money. Um, I want to say like the the Windows or DOS operating system, Mm -hmm. like Microsoft bought that for like a couple hundred bucks, and then they slapped their name on it, and then they sold it to Apple. (laughs) Um,
1: The French, but yeah, selling us uh, the Louisiana Purchase, (laughs) Russia selling us Alaska. Pretty much all those land things. I feel like we kind of got the better deal.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was there was another like tech thing I was thinking of, but of course I'm on the podcast and I can't think of it. So cut out this section. You don't need to hear me.
1: You want me to cut it out?
0: Yeah, why not? I don't.
1: Should I do it or should I I just? I'll just Just watch
0: me languish in my.
1: I'll just watch you language. My it.
0: stupid meat brain. God.
1: I wish my brain was made of meat.
0: Yeah. What's it made of?
1: Um probably air. Uh-huh. A lot of air. A little meat. Yeah, Maybe was... a little bit. Maybe a little bit of meat, but mostly air.
0: What is there, like seven trillion <laughs> neurons and then like each one has like hundreds of connections and stuff? something like that and it
1: just goes yeah it's crazy man yeah where did we
0: come from you ever think
1: about how the brain has (laughs) 700,000 million neurons And I just killed a billion (laughs) (laughs) give me that give me that shit okay yeah no (laughs) I'm getting stuffy as hell um is there any place online where somebody could find your things
0: so uh yeah, here's, uh, you guys can have stickers, uh, deadpandacomedy.com, oh, wow. and uh, wow. I only brought one, I didn't know you were going to be here, uh, so here's here's a glow-in-the-dark bracelet with some, wow. some fancy pandas on there. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, so deadpandacomedy.com, and that'll link you to, a lot of our s- shows are currently sold through <sighs> Eventbrite. Uh, And then I would recommend, well, if you're interested in joining the comedy scene, just come out to an open mic. Uh, You can find out what those are on Reno Area Comedians uh, Facebook group. And then if you just want to see some comedy shows, I would look up Reno-Tahoe Area Comedy Fans. That's also a group on Facebook. And then people post the show flyers on there. And then there's a list of the open mics. Uh, So every open mic you can come check out, and every like real show you can check out. Um, Versus mostly local shows get posted there. Like we have huge shows at the GSR and Silver Legacy in town Um, and the Laugh Factory, but they don't post on the Facebook group. So Um, semi professional comedian or uh, comedy as listed on there.
1: semi professional Yeah. yeah. Semi-pro. Yeah. Semi-pro. Yeah. Uh, What do you think the future of dead panda comedy is?
3: Well,
0: um, so uh, we're running a show in uh, a casino in Winnemucca, Winner's Casino, and it might be cool to uh, be able to book larger comedians and just have, like, a string of shows in a row that – they could uh get on because there used to be these things called Tribble runs. this guy Dave Tribble, he would book you for like I don't know two weeks of shows, and he just had this path that you would go on, and I think he had like several triple runs running different areas, so mm-hmm. it'd be cool if we could set up like a panda run panda yeah, run. just have these different things and uh. Yeah, we, we've talked here and there about doing, like, more sketches and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, we're maybe planning on uh, touring as a dead panda group, uh, mm-hmm. just me and a couple other comedians. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. A lot of, a lot of things on the horizon. So. Yeah. But as far as COVID goes, like, I think in, in 2020 – I was being I was really planning like, oh, I I had all these out of town gigs booked, I'm really gonna go on tour and maybe try to make it and stuff, but I saw a lot of up and coming comedians who just got their dreams crushed because like suddenly your entire livelihood was taken away from you. Like you can't do anything. I felt really bad for those people. Like I'm sure there was somebody who quit their job in February twenty twenty who was like, I'm a professional comedian now. Nope. Yep. No, you aren't.
1: 100%. For a month. They yeah, are for a month.
0: exactly. So, yeah, I feel uh, that kind of woke me up to the fact that, yeah, maybe this isn't like a study career, and it should just be more of a hobby. Mm. So, and like with Dead Panda, I make a little bit of money. It's not much, but, yeah. I, I like to think of... I think of it as a uh, a charity kind of and I'm providing entertainment for people who come to see the shows and I'm providing opportunities for comedians who are trying to get better. And some of them I would like, yeah, I think it'd be fulfilling for me to see like some of these people make it. So
2: Yeah, it's a great it'd
0: call. be cool to uh, have a part in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I get discovered or whatever, that'd be great, but I'm not like trying to do that necessarily
1: yeah i think that's that's the thing about being an artist is like being discovered is yeah, I, it's useless to put your mind towards that it's it's the same concept of like you're gonna die mm-hmm. you know like you know you're gonna die if you waste all your time thinking about it you're just gonna waste all your time if you no. waste all your time being like I, I have to be discovered at this one no there's, it's there's all you're gonna think about i know comedians who are very
0: much like that and it, I think, it ruins the whole fun because you you're in it for the grind. You aren't in it to just like be present with the audience and like just have a good time with them. Mm-hmm. Like you,
1: you can take comedy way, 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 way too seriously. Audiences can sense it too. Yeah, if you're not of. being genuine, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think if you're not genuine, they eat you. That's when they eat you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can just, you know, it. Everyone knows it. Like the best example is children's theater. If you ever go to a children's theater show, kids are the number one, like they will call you on your bullshit. They don't necessarily know how to articulate that well, but they will tell you you're bad to your face. They'll be like, why did you do this? You know, they'll, they'll say that one thing that like nobody else is going to say. Cause yeah. it's embarrassing. They'll say it right to your face. Oh yeah.
0: I, I, so full disclosure, I'm in your acting class. He is. Right now, you should check it out. Take two
1: Thursday nights. It's a lot of fun. Take two.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I was doing this scene from Alien where I'm the guy who gets the chest mm-hmm. hugger uh, coming out of my chest, <clears throat> but I'm supposed to be like, have this pained like, I'm just like, waking up all groggy, feeling like absolute ass because there's a creature inside me. I don't know that yet, but. I just did something where, like,
2: mm-hmm. like gulped water, <laughs>
0: and then I was like, "More," and then apparently, like, it was. I wasn't trying to be funny, but that's just how I've been trained, or my natural like timing of things is to be funny of it. So, like, I was glad that was pointed out to me because that's something I would really. I really want to get better at more dramatic things. Uh, I want to be a, a regular Robin Williams, you know. Yeah. Um,
1: well, you got the timing. That's the thing. You got yeah. all that
0: down. So, yeah, I just need to. I want to expand the range of things that I mm-hmm. can do because I've done some skits and have done pretty well in comedic stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah.
1: you want to, you want to do more of like a Stranger Than Fiction. Or Eternal Sunshine, or yeah. Goodwill Hunting.
0: Um, a movie that I was going to uh, bring. I was just watching Goodwill Hunting. It's a good movie. Um, Bicentennial Man. Yeah, AI movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I. That was one movie I like hated it while I was watching it because it wasn't at all what you would expect the movie to be. Mm-hmm. Like you think it's this little fun kids film. But well, then it runs way longer mm-hmm. and gets, like, way deeper into the, like, what makes us human sort of aspect mm-hmm. or something. So it's that and I think, like, Her. Her, uh, great one. Like, yeah, those are AI movies that, like, just make you think about
1: stuff. Yeah. That was another
0: thread I wanted to pick
1: up from earlier. But mm-hmm. Um, her her is a great one for sure. Yeah. And we you know we haven't mentioned AI which was uh, a Steven Spielberg film with yeah. uh, Haley Joel Osment yeah. I think. Um that one was okay. That one was okay. There's some parts mm-hmm. I really like of that movie, but it's a little long. Yeah, I
0: I saw it when it came out, it wasn't it was I don't remember of, anything about it. Right
1: I now. I just remember the end is sad. Uh okay. like he I think at some point he like is pushed into like the ocean in this craft and then the whole world goes to shit and he like comes back up and like everybody's dead. And then like these aliens find him and, and, uh, or these beings and he has like some DNA from his mom and he can like choose to give it to them to get one more day with her, Hmm. which is like the saddest concept. It's like, Oh, you can, here's a token and you can bring one person back, whoever you want, for one day and you only get one day with them you know it's like would I even take the token? Would I even want that one day? You know like everyone yeah. says they do but then like I don't know there's the the amount of time that you get is kind of the amount of time you get right? Yeah I I
0: have something to think about on the drive <laughs> I gotta rewatch it I remember yeah.
1: Ju Law was in it and yeah. he was a robot and I think he was a sex robot or something like that but yeah
0: a acting prostitute. it's I, I think it also, like, doing the class it helps kind of inform my stand-up, um, maybe me specifically more than other people, because I do, there is act-outs, and mm-hmm. in some of my jokes, I am playing multiple characters at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing you said, something about, like, you really got to, like, believe what you are saying and really, like, sell it, and then... I realize that oh, sometimes when I'm doing these jokes, I'm just like reciting the joke rather than like actually feeling these emotions and selling, mm-hmm. uh, and like being the character that I'm playing. Yeah. Like you're selling so, that feeling. Yeah, so you got to yeah. sell the feeling, and then that's you realize like oh, I have this really old joke that I don't care about, and it's been bombing when mm-hmm. I tell it on stage. And then you watch like when you first started telling it, mm-hmm. and then when you tell it today, it's a completely different joke. Mm-hmm. When you're first telling it, you're like, oh yeah, this is funny, and you get really into it. And then when you tell it now, you're like, oh yeah, so this thing happened.
1: Yeah. No, it yeah. doesn't work. In- and that's interesting too, because like I come from theater, and you have to do the same thing over and over. And they they you talk passion about for it or... they talk about the 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 uh, the peaks and valleys mm-hmm. uh, and plateauing and stu- such. Um, it's basically just like you'll find the character, and the answer is all if you're plateauing, you can always <laughs> get to a different plateau. You can always mm-hmm. go up more. You can always have more detail, whatever it is, because there's been one or two characters that like. I've played, I got to a certain point where I was just like, wow, I got this. And then I got a note, changed the whole character. And then it's like, I didn't have it. There's actually way Mm -hmm. more to this to ever think that you like have a handle completely on the character is to give away your ability to improve ever again. Hmm. You know, you're setting yourself up for failure um, because it's always going to be an ever evolving thing. Um, and I say that in the sense that if you let it continue to evolve, you can prevent yourself from plateauing, you know, because there are some like as a theater actor, I like to be super consistent. I like to do the same things, but I play around over time. I've like gotten that sense of I'm comfortable enough in my track to actually do something different. And it won't be a line, you know, if and it's with another actor, I'll tell them a little bit about it, but most of the time it's just the feeling, you know, like, cause you're going to feel different from night to night. So I just go with the feeling that I'm in with that night, you know, as long as it's close enough to what the character's supposed to be, I'll be like, Oh, you know, I'm supposed to be annoyed, but what if I'm frustrated tonight? And it's just like a slight variation, hmm. but uh, that slight variation is, you know, spices, the, the, flavor of life what is it life is the spice of life yeah. spice is the you know what i'm trying you to say you said it perfectly I, yeah spice
0: is the spice of life
1: that, that's it spice is the lice of spice. yeah um yeah you know what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. uh variation diversity i don't know what it is Di- uh, variety. variety there it is <laughs> variety is the spice of life Variety is the spice of life, you know, and being able to take something and just like tweak it the slightest bit. I think that those new things, especially when you have somebody else with you in a bit, um, your one small little new thing will give them one new thing, Mm -hmm. which is that domino effect. Right. Um, if If you're with yourself, might be a little different, but, you know, you have an ever changing audience as long as they're feeling it. Yeah, and
0: that's that's one thing. Like, I, uh, I always have, like, keep track of what jokes I did where and when, but it's probably not entirely necessary because, like, if I go to this show and I do the same exact jokes the next month, like, there might be one or two people in the audience of 50 that are the same as the last month. Mm-hmm. It's not the same exact people yeah. going to see it every time, so... But I, I hate to feel, like, unoriginal in that way, so I always try to, like, mix it up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, that's good.
0: Which is, it's been very hard for me to do this hour because it's forced me to, like, practice the same jokes in the same order over and over again. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of kills me to do, like, the same mm-hmm. set list. But it's it's what I got to do right You're now. You're getting,
1: like, bedroom uh, performance ready, right? before the before the audience but once you get that audience energy in there i'm sure it'll yeah evolve
0: well it was yeah the audience makes or breaks your show obviously mm-hmm. and if you have a low energy crowd i mean you got to do your best to like get them into it but like yeah. sometimes it's just like 10 p.m. on a thursday and they're just tired they've been drinking and gambling all day and this is just sort of what, where they are, where they make ended up in life, laugh. and you
1: aren't gonna make them laugh. It's make uh, me laugh. Yeah, I challenge you. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to plug while you're here? Um, like to plug, I mean, yeah,
0: obviously, deadpan of comedy. I uh, I touched on that. I did improv for a little bit. So yeah. Improv, it's, it's super fun to do. Uh, Reno Improv, they're they're great for that. They do classes. Mm-hmm. They have like four or five levels you can check out. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, nothing in the way of plugging. Uh, oh, visit uh, Rage Con. It's gonna be super fun. Have you heard Rage of RageCon? Rage Con. No uh so it's a uh it's a board game convention and it happens every year okay in the nuggets this might be uh 14th time they've done it but yeah it keeps growing and growing every year that's cool. i think it's uh the end of june into july okay. and i will be uh running and demoing a few games there so okay yeah you should check it out if you like board games or tabletop games Sounds board fun games
1: okay i will check it out yeah i'll be there Rage RageCon
0: rage con.
1: check it out. Rage cage con, just a rage con, not rage cage. Um, well, uh, thank you. Very yeah, much thanks for, for having in. me. This has been fun. really fun. Uh, I it that's it. Bye bye. Until next time, au revoir. Bye. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Great job. All right. Nice
2: job. Uh,
1: uh, oh wait, no, let me get a better handshake. Yeah, let me go. In. Yeah. Cool. Oh fuck. Okay, there we go.